right, welcome back, guys and gals. We are doing an extended episode this week, a uh, two-parter, you would say. Yeah. New a new ep- uh, episode. A new ish. A new hope. A new hope. Hey, <laughs> there we go. That's it. So, uh, we are doing a review of the Rise of Skywalker today, and Star Wars in general, just kind of a discussion. So, I am your resident Star Wars nerd slash yes. host today, uh, Joel Wagner, with me, of course. It is me, Juan Guerra. We've both seen the movie, of course. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so initial thoughts. Okay, so, for me, initial thoughts, I loved it. I mean, I went into this movie with a lot of questions. A lot of concerns, which I think a lot of people did as well. And right away, I felt like they tied up a lot of things. And they weren't um, stymied by that. It didn't like it didn't falter the film to be like, hey, we got to tie up this stuff and it's going to slow down the story. They were able to tie things up and progress the story, I felt like. So I left the theater liking it. Like, I, I loved it. So how comfortable are you with spoiling things for people? Uh, I am down for spoiling. Should if we discuss you, it in full detail? I would I would say yes. If you're clicking on this to listen to this particular segment, you had to have at least seen the movie. Otherwise, why would you come to see what we thought? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, how dare you? So we should do a uh, spoiler-filled, just full-on discussion because I don't want to tiptoe around any kind of points exactly. in this movie. That there's just no fun in that. So, yeah, I, I am completely with you. I absolutely love this film. Uh, for me, it's honestly top three as far as Star Wars movies yes. are concerned. Uh, it, it hit everything that I needed it to hit. It gave a really gr- a great closure to the overall Skywalker saga, and I, I left the theater happy. I, I really did. I was concerned going into because I heard some rough reviews were kind of spreading out there from the critics, mm-hmm. and that's never a good sign. But I always try to take things with a grain of salt when it comes to reviews from critics because it's their job to be opinionated. Agreed. And I want to form my own opinions when I watch movies, especially Star Wars movies. So I was worried because I didn't particularly enjoy Last Jedi. Okay. Which is funny because when the movie first came out, Last Jedi, I uh, watched it. I thought it was actually really good. I was like, you know what? This is a great movie. I, I liked it. It was cool. They had some really great fight scenes and blah, 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 blah. Porgs are adorable. And then I believe I watched it one more time in theaters and still enjoyed it a little bit, but it was kind of eh. And then I rewatched it shortly before watching Rise of Skywalker, just mm-hmm. to kind of get a refresher and prepare myself for the new movie. Yeah, of course. And it's not great. It does not hold up compared to things that have come out since then, uh, with that being The Mandalorian, of course. Of course. And um, some other stuff that's been just Star Wars lore-wise in Star Wars comics and books. But uh, it's not great. So I was concerned about Rise of the Skywalker a little bit, but I had a lot of hope for it because J.J. Abrams, he did right by me as far as Force Awakens. Right, yep, and agreed. Yeah, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So for me, the, we did the whole marathon thing uh, maybe two weeks leading up to the going to see this movie in theater. And I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to say this off rip. Uh as much nostalgia comes with like the older films and and everything in between i i mean there are things to nitpick about the original trilogy you know as much as people want to bitch about the prequels the sequels it, there's just as much wrong with the original trilogy so when i go back and watch these movies and i was doing the marathon thing i was taking away things bits and pieces from 
from each film leading up to it. And then I got to The Last Jedi. And I, leaving the theater, I was with you. I was like, man, that was a good movie. Like, as far as, like, there was good sequences in the movie. Yes. I loved the, um, particularly, I love. there's a few things in that movie that I really liked. I like the fact that they showed Chewbacca. I'm not sure if this has happened before. You can correct me if I'm wrong, sure. but Chewie actually driving the Millennium Falcon by himself. I didn't think that was a. Th- I didn't think anybody else did that. I mean, it can be done, but it, he's always kind of been with Han or with somebody else, right? Like as a sidekick, like never like. But he comes on. Uh, it's towards the the latter part of the film. Yeah, and he's in the cockpit and he's driving. And he's like taking out some of the. I think it's the AT-ATs, but yep. I, I don't know for sure. Well, he had Ray in the, in the cockpit with him. Well, did he? Yeah. I thought he was by himself. It was uh, Chewie, Ray, uh, I think R2 was there. Really? And then a Porg. Okay, so then maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, I know the Porg was there, but I didn't know if Ray was actually with him. I thought Ray was out. No, yeah, she would have had to been there, was yep. she? Uh, so I don't think there's ever been a scene where he has been completely by himself flying the Falcon. Okay. Even in the new movie, he does have co-pilots. Right. So, I mean, I think it can be done, but it's difficult. And, uh, yeah, I, that, I, yeah. Yeah, so that that just, for me, that I thought that was kind of cool because even in the older series, you don't really see that. You know, you don't see really Chewbacca breaking off and doing his his own thing, you know, and getting, like, his own merits and stuff. So as far as that scene went, I thought that was cool. I loved, and people hate this, I love the the light speed, um, using the ship as a weapon, and that was addressed in the new movie too. Yes, yes, a one in a million shot. They said so. They were basically yes, it could be done, but you know, very very rare. And I thought that was I okay for me visually that was cool. It was breathtaking because I never seen anything like that. And you don't really think to use a ship as a weapon with light speed capabilities, you know? Right. So when that happened, I was like, I was in the theater and I was like, <gasps> like all oh, the yeah. air came out of me. Oh, and yeah. I was like, whoa. And so I love that part. A lot of people hate it. You know what's funny about that scene? Uh, when that movie came out and that scene happens, there's no sound at that moment. Exactly. It's complete silence when it happens. And theaters had to post signs warning uh, uh, viewers that. There is a scene where there is no sound and our projectors are not broken. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> yeah. was a thing. Yeah. Um, no, but that that scene, you're, you're correct. That that is one of the scenes in that movie that I do really appreciate and enjoy. It's it's beautiful to watch, and it's just that shock of a moment that you don't expect to happen. Exactly. Um, the last thing that I really did like about okay, so I liked Luke as far as I didn't. I wasn't a fan of like the whole him renouncing the Jedi and everything, but. Him coming full circle and being able to come to grips with it, I appreciated. It's not something that even he appreciated as a character or as playing the character. He didn't like it. But I did like the fact that they addressed it and then, you know, they kind of were like, all right, well, you're renouncing it, but at the end you're kind of you're get, you're getting over it. And then the whole that, – that planet – I don't know what the planet's called, but it's made of salt. And it's the, the red crystals and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's, I'm going to just be- – Pointed at myself if I can't figure this out. <laughs> we'll go back to that. Okay, it's got the ice foxes and shit, but that, that another thing, visually, that was pretty. Like the salt, um, watching the footprints being made in there that left like the leaving footprints, but the red crate. Okay, it's called crate. Okay, I had to fix it, <laughs> dude. That was like, I, I just the blasts and everything. Like thinking about all the work that. The visual effects department had to put in to be like, all right, well, this has got to correspond with this, or this debris has to match up with this 
I just was like, man, that's got to be a ton of work. So I appreciated that. Um, but the overall arching of the story, the whole we're running out of fuel for 45 minutes of the movie, I that I didn't like it. Like I didn't like that. I didn't like the casino thing. So there were things about that movie I didn't like. Yeah, Canto Bite, the uh, the worst scene ever in Star Wars, I think. Yeah, just a waste of time. We don't know who the hell the master breaker, code breaker guy was even. It's just, yeah, a waste well, of time. That was one of my biggest faults. I love how we were doing a review for Rise of Skywalker. Right. We are just like <laughs> trashing out Last Jedi first. <coughs> Excuse me, I coughed there. But uh, yeah, you know, Canto Bite is, is, is the worst. And that scene doesn't do anything for really anybody. And, uh, you know, I, I love uh, the actress who plays Rose Tico. Right. But uh, to be quite frank, her character was quite useless in that movie there just wasn't a lot of she was very boring to me and when i see a new star wars movie if they bring new characters in they should be interesting and they should have purpose and they should just be fun to watch i feel like she was just there to be there and i, I don't know I, I i don't want i, I don't want to you don't want to sh- you don't want to shit on her i don't because right. i think that she did a good job with what she was given I really do. I agree. It's just I think that the writing for her character was very poor. And the whole punching a fist through this town canto bite garbage was just not needed in that movie. Her dismay of the city, people yeah, I, being rich and it, it was supposed to be this whole philosophical uh discussion about how the rich are bringing us all down and I, I get it, I get where they're coming from, but it just it didn't fit the story very well as far as Star Wars is concerned. And uh, I feel like they corrected Rose Tico in Rise of Skywalker. Dang, that's it, that's kind of fucked up. It sounds she's harsh. In but, there for a minute. Uh, she's in the film. She is in the film, and she has lines. But to be honest, she's not in it very much. Yes. And I was thankful for her, not because I don't like her as an actor or the character. It's just it had nothing to do with the plot. She had no need to be in that movie longer than she was. Exa- yeah, okay. So I agree. This is the thing. I know we're shitting on uh, Last Jedi or whatever, but... The points being made are that we left that movie not knowing where the fuck this was going. Right. That was the that's the thing is that we left the last Jedi how are you going to fix this? Like people you, were very divisive about that movie. Either you thought it was good or you thought it was complete garbage. There was no in between really. And that's the thing is that I'm kind of like on the in between thing. I can appreciate it visually. Right. But from a story sense I'm like you didn't give me anything. You didn't give me anything because I was actually rewatching the Force Awakens. I was hype all over again about the last thing that Snoke says is that okay, it's time to do or it's time to complete Kylo's training, right? Yes. And I'm like, okay. And even awesome. watching it again, I'm like, awesome, dope, cool. And then you get to the second one, and it's like, all right, well, he's still not trained, I guess, properly. But there's no mention of this thing. I don't think his training was necessarily about the combat skills or force uh, force effectiveness. Okay. I think it was more about the emotional uh, demand that being a Sith requires. Saying, like, fully giving into... Yes. Okay. Just releasing all of your attachments to prior life and really giving into the Sith mantra. Okay. Not, not I mean, yeah, I could, I could go with that. So that was the thing. Going into... This new movie. How are they going to tie this up? Right. They established that Ray has, um, when it comes to her parents, oh, yeah. they don't mean anything. There's, there's nobody. There's, there's, there's nobodies. They're, they're 
Junkers or something, and they sold her for alcohol money or something. They died in a grave, uh, he says. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, so it's just, it's like, all right, that's fine, because you don't need your parents to be somebody for you to be a somebody, right? That I mean, we could establish that. You can make something of yourself. But the thing was, is just, okay, everybody keeps asking about who she is. So there has to be some kind of significance to that character, is what I was taking away from it. So going into the Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, are they going to establish it? Okay. And then I think within the first 15 minutes of the movie, they, they establish she is, right? Or is it no, later? Uh, that's not. She's not confirmed to be uh, a Palpatine until oh, about halfway through. That's right. You get hints of it. You get suggestions. Yes. And you uh, are basically shown that she's extremely adept at the Force and very just good at everything she does. That's been the entire the entire trilogy so right. far. That she's just excellent at every, everything. Um, but it wasn't confirmed until about middle way through the way. Okay. Uh, the, on Kajimi. All right, all right. Let's let's do this. Give me like the first ten minutes of the film. What were your thoughts? Oh God, it, it started off super dark. Uh, very much just doom and gloom, and that's why I was glad for because with Last Jedi, it just they talk about all how all hope is lost and there's no resistance anymore and it just didn't seem very real to me. Okay. It didn't seem like for me uh, a middle act in a uh trilogy is supposed to kind of be that well that all hope is lost part. Right. Like Empire. Empire when you finish that movie you're like oh my god like all this all these things just happened and there's no hope left. Luke lost his arm or his hand. He Father is Vader and Han's trapped <laughs> and the whole crew is you know just in disarray. In Last Jedi, it finished with they're smaller in numbers, but they're together. And so for me, it was just like not a good, satisfying end to that movie. And they start off Rise of the Skywalker with just like this hard hitting Kylo Ren chopping through people on Mustafar and getting that uh, Wayfinder and then going to Palpatine. And Palpatine looks creepy as fuck, by the way. Right, right. Like, he's got, like, like weird milky eyes he can't see or something. He's There's got nubs lightning. for fingers. Yeah. Um, it was it was very, very dark compared to most Star Wars films are concerned. And that just had me so happy. The transitioning in the first, like, ten minutes, I've said this, that they they take you they take you on a ride like the first oh, yeah. ten minutes of the film they take you on a ride they're like all right and like you said he's on a planet goes off planet after he collects that uh what was it called a wayfinder a wayfinder heads to the the other planet I can't even remember I can't remember the, look at don't sue me I don't so, know all these things let me just uh, kind of start off a little bit so uh the first planet he's on is Mustafar right. and that's actually really really important because Mustafar is the uh, basically Residents of Darth Vader. Really? Yeah, so that's where uh, Anakin gets his arms and legs chopped off by Obi-Wan. Oh, that's the same planet? Yep, and that's where Vader ends up putting his own fortress. And you see Mustafar again in Rogue One when Krennic goes to visit Vader and complain about uh, Tarkin being a bitch. Wow. So uh, for Kylo Ren to be on Vader's like main planet looking for the Wayfinder... Insinuates a lot of things as far as Vader knowing about uh, Exegol, the planet where Palpatine right. is at, or just the fact that he is Kylo Ren is so hell bent on being just like Vader, and now he's where Vader became Vader. Like, there's a lot in that first like minute or two 
you don't quite catch on with. Um, thankfully, I got the Visual Dictionary yes. for Christmas, and I am so, so grateful. My girlfriend got this for me for Christmas, and it's the only thing I really cared about. It's funny. Uh, Christmas Eve is when we gave our gifts out. Okay. And uh, she's like, hey, I only got you one thing. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I didn't have time. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. No worries. I didn't expect anything, of course. And she has it all wrapped, and she carries it out. And it's very clearly a book wrapped. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a book? I'm like, is that the dictionary? Is that the book? And she got so upset that I knew immediately what it was before oh. even opening it. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is all I wanted. And I've been pouring over it for the past couple of days now. and um, So for the uninitiated, what does that book entail okay. exactly? So every time they release a movie, they do a visual dictionary for it. So essentially what the visual dictionary is, uh, it's a lot of pretty pictures. Okay. Uh, and they are followed with some very detailed facts and just lore about whatever the picture is discussing. So they may have a page all about uh, Kylo Ren. And it'll go into detail about some things you may not know about Kylo Ren. Like, hey, his uh, his lightsaber has a broken kyber crystal. Did you know that? Or uh, this is what his robes are made out of. Random just Star okay. Wars knowledge that the general user would care less about, but Star Wars nerds are, like, just hungry for. All right. That's what this is for. That's awesome. And it is super dope. There's over, like, almost 200 pages in this book. And they're all beautifully pictured and high gloss, and it's it's awesome. So it's like the fucking um those Jedi the the old books, the text, the ancient oh, yeah. text and shit. The ancient texts. <laughs> That's awesome. <They're> burned. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of like that before a regular human Joe Schmoes like myself. <laughs> and honestly, I was reading it yesterday. Um, I didn't take the time to read it when I first got it because I had a lot of other things I had to take care of. Okay. So yesterday was my first day going through it officially, and. Uh, I'm sitting there on the couch going through it, and like within a matter of like the first three pages, I was like, "Oh my god, did you know this?" And then this this timeline is crazy. And did you hear that that Kylo Ren is born before <laughs> Rey? And like all this crazy stuff, like that is this useless knowledge. But for me, it's the most important thing in the world. So. That is that is awesome. But one of them was that uh, that planet is Mustafar. So long story short, Mustafar is where he's at. Very important. And then they go to Exegol, which is a Sith homeworld, kind of like a base for them. There are many, many Sith homeworlds, but that is one of the oldest and most like intact as far as being still Sith present. Is that established in any other medium? That's can you no, know, canon. Not to my knowledge. Um, it's been brought up before Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, that oh. there are Sith homeworlds. Okay. And, um, Knights of the Old Republic really details heavily the old Sith and Jedi feuds and the Mandalorians and all that fun stuff, but never really officially in a movie have they discussed Sith homeworlds or even Jedi homeworlds. So Octo in uh, Last Jedi, the planet that Luke's on, okay. that was kind of the first time that we really had known that there was a main planet for Jedi. Like the main where the temples are and everything. Yeah, okay. I mean, Jedi had planets where they went to. Like Ilum was where um, the Jedi would go to get their kyber crystals. Okay, and make their first sabers after kids. Or um, in Rogue One, you see Jeddah. It's kind of like an official like planet. The one that gets blown up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was also a Jedi planet. They had a lot of kyber crystals on it. So you you do you have some references of that. But, but nothing so... Nothing for the Sith, at least. Okay. So it's kind of cool to see, like, a Sith planet for once, you know? And I think that was another thing that I took from this movie, is that the fact that they... They... 
hit an avenue that most of the other movies don't really do. You don't really know much about the Sith. Like, if you're a casual viewer, like, I would consider myself a casual fan of Star Wars. Um, you really get, like, bits and pieces of Sith. You get the Emperor and the, the lead-up to being the, the Emperor and Palpatine and all that stuff. And then you get his apprentices. But as far as, like, in the movies go, you don't really see much about the Sith. You see the Jedi and you see the Council and you see the things that they're doing and, the you know, the, the stuff their hands are dipped into. Right. But when it comes to this movie, I felt like they really leaned on, hey, this is the Sith. This is what they're doing. Yes. It's like you got a shit ton of people in these... This fucking there was people in there, right? Chanting the Sith Eternal. Yeah, they are Sith acolytes that follow the ways of the Sith, but they are not Force sensitive. Oh, really? Yes. So they're just, are they hitmen or are they just they're like they're basically like um, Sith groupies? Okay. And uh, yeah, no, I think as far as not seeing a lot of Sith presence in the movies, or honestly, really even in the the cartoons, you do see it a little bit more in Clone Wars than most. Uh, so if you, if if for you listeners, if you have not watched the Clone Wars animated TV series. Don't be turned off by the fact that it is, like, CG animation. It is some of the most interesting Star Wars stories you will ever watch. And a lot of it was actually approved by George Lucas himself. Wow. I yeah, not, really I cool stuff. did not know that. And it's all canon. It's all part of the Star Wars world, even in the Disney stuff. But I think it's intentional they don't do a lot of Sith backstory. Because if you don't know who your enemy is, it's it scary, makes right? them scary. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's the monster you don't see. Right. Um, okay. So. Going over the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, look at. Li- I, up, what bitches. I really want to do is, like, break down the shit that we didn't know the answers to from Last Jedi. Oh, sure. Uh, and, then, and then see if they did the right thing. Sure. Right? So, establishing. I'm, I'll just do this one first, even though it's not in order. Establishing Ray has a lineage. Yes. Right? Is that the right move for you? Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, well, here's the thing. I, I from Last Jedi, I liked the whole moral of the story. The, the, for me, when I left that theater, I felt like Ryan Johnson was trying to get across the fact that you don't have to have a bloodline to be a hero. Right. You can be anybody and still be a hero or a Jedi or whatever you want to call it. And for me, I was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. I like that. That opens up a lot of avenues for stories in the future. Good for you, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and then just watching it more and watching it more and going back to the other movies as well, I felt like it just didn't fit in place with the rest of the trilogy. It, it felt like it was trying to deviate so far from everything else and chart its own path that it separated itself too far into this weird unknown territory. Uh, so I think giving Rey proper lineage and proper backstory was hands down the right choice to go with. And, and honestly, I was surprised they went Palpatine. I thought for sure she'd be like uh, some weird love child of Obi-Wan or um, something else, you know. But Palpatine, it's awesome that they went that route. I agree. I honestly thought that she was – I thought it was going to be some fucked up scenario where her and Kylo are related. Like in oh, some like weird, cousins or something? Yeah, some weird fucking Luke, Leia, you know, type of way. But – you know, obviously, it's not the 70s anymore, and that shit probably would have been weird. It'd so. be very weird. Yeah, so um, I was like, are they going to do that? Like, what, what's the deal here? And then the um, the rumors of her being a clone, right? And I was very intrigued by that idea, too. Yeah, that maybe she was a clone of the Emperor, right? And maybe they were going to play that, because once we heard the Emperor's <laughs> laugh, or laugh in the trailer, 
there were so many different avenues of like how are they gonna do this? Yep. And when they showed her the the doppelganger, right, of her like being evil, the Sith it, one. Yes, I thought, okay, maybe there's multiple versions of her, and she just happens to be the one, like the game, uh, Force Unleashed. Yep. That happened to be good, you know. Maybe they're gonna go that route. But when they did go Palpatine, after I seen the Force Lightning, oh god, I was yeah. Like, um, okay. All right, what the fuck's going on here? Because I didn't know if she was going to... The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm trying to figure out where's it going to go and with her character. And I had a hint for, for a second. I'm like, maybe she's going to be evil. And this is before Kylo changes. Right. I thought maybe they're going to do this switch thing and because it's called The Rise of Skywalker. Right. So I thought it had something to do with Kylo. He's, a, he's actually an yeah. official Skywalker. Yeah, hey, Skywalker. So I was like, all right, yeah, maybe they're going to do the Switch thing, and she's fucking – and then they were hinting at it. So, But the whole overarching plot of her story, I loved it because it, it, it kept throwing me curveballs. I didn't know whether or not she was going to be evil, and it did play uh, into um, Ryan Johnson's um, Last Jedi when she, all she was doing was going straight evil, right? Like in, in that um, – I don't know what that thing's called, but she, like, he was like Luke stops her and he goes, "You went straight oh, to the dark side on the meditation yeah, platform. Yeah, y- you went yeah. straight to the dark side. Like you didn't even stop. You didn't think to stop yourself. You just let it happen. And it makes sense. Like I felt like J.J. Abrams did a really good job of taking what was left for him and and morphing it into what he ultimately did with her character. So uh, prior to the movie coming out, he did an interview. And uh, said that the most uh, difficult thing, actually, this is one of the editors, I think, as well. One of the most difficult things to get past after Last Jedi was the fact that they killed Luke. Oh, it, really? Yeah, they they had a lot of difficulty figuring out what to do after that because they wanted to keep Luke in the movie and have him train Rey more, kind of like Yoda, basically from you know Empire right. Return. And uh, with him dead, it kind of caused some problems. So I think. <laughs> I think that honestly, they did an excellent job at navigating around the things that happened in Last Jedi and making it fit into a story. I agree. There was there was no there were no plot holes that I can pick up on yet, and I've watched it twice now. And they they just they answered all of the questions that Last Jedi presented, and they fixed all of the issues that people had with that movie in such a good way. Like it was, and they were simple ways. Like, they just made sense, naturally. Leia. Oh, Leia. Yeah. Let's talk about Leia for a minute, okay? So we're going to jump around a little bit. Um, Leia was a big, big issue with Last Jedi because out of nowhere, she just displays this the most, raw power yeah. to survive in the vacuum of space and pull herself back into safety. Um, that was a cool moment to see, but I was like, Oh my god, that's amazing! And then afterwards, I was like, "What the fuck? That was stupid!" Like it, it's <laughs> like it, it's cool looking, but I was like, "Why right. would you do that?" On a couple different levels. One, it's something we've never seen before. Which right. okay, sure, show me something I've never seen, but at the same time, dude, you gotta like you're you're telling me she lived in 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 a in space where nobody's supposed to live. Literally, right? your eyes will explode and you will freeze. Yes, to death. she she. So not only was she exploded. She got shot into the vacuum of space and managed to pull herself into the safety of the ship. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
but also what the well, fuck? How? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? And then on top of that, the double the double downing on this was she passed away in real life, and yeah. I was like, to me at the time, I'm like that would have been the perfect way to excavate her from that you know from that character. I think it would have done her dirty, though. It would have. Like, I mean, it would have. Oh, she's dead. Let's just kill her right here instead <laughs> of the rest of the movie. I mean, it would have, but at the same time, it's like, I didn't know how they were going to come back from that. Right. Right? So that's what I was thinking. I didn't know that they had extra shit that they filmed or even. That was during uh, Force Awakens, by the way. Oh, that was. So uh, interesting thing. They filmed an entire like part of the film where Leia is uh, on the planet where the um, – your Republic is at right, and they cut the entire thing because it just didn't fit well into the overall story of the. And movie that's that what they, they used for. And the... They used all of her cut scenes from that movie, and you can tell in certain points in Rise of Skywalker, where like you'll see a scene of Ray talking to her, and you just see her like the back of her head. Oh, those are scenes. Where, those okay. are fill-ins, but when you see her face, that's really her. So those are all scenes that they had cut from uh, Force Awakens. Hats off to the editor, man. Like, oh, yeah, excellent real talk, job. real talk. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, ridiculousness from Last Jedi was fixed in uh, Rise of Skywalker because you see her actually training with Luke. Like Luke yes. tells her, uh, Ray that she had finished her Jedi training. She has her own saber. It was her last day of training, and she decided to turn away from being a Jedi because she saw uh, that uh, premonition. And that's I I thought that was amazing. I was like, okay, cool, fixed, cool. You showed me some shit. I had an inkling that while I was watching, that Kylo actually pulled her in. Like this is oh, this is my okay. thoughts beforehand because okay. I thought I was like, all right, how are they gonna fix this? Maybe Kylo, because Kylo's out there and he doesn't want to shoot. Sure. Right. So I was like, maybe Kylo pulls her in, and then they fixed it with the Jedi. Her being her own, like she's she's legitimately. Is she a Jedi or she just got Jedi training? Who? Uh, Leia. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. If we want to be specific and nitpicky, technically she wouldn't be a full Jedi. Okay. But I mean, she's much more powerful than like a Padawan. And right. She's she's basically a Jedi. Okay. She just doesn't. I mean, going forward after she kind of gave Luke her saber, she's basically turning away from the Jedi path. But does that's not to say that she's not going to use the Force power she's been given. Okay, so we're just going to say she's a Jedi. She's basically a Jedi. She's a Jedi. All right, so here's the th- here's a question of stuff that didn't get answered. Sure. At least I think. Um, Her name's Maz, right? Maz Kanata. Yeah. How did she get Luke's saber? That is still not discussed. Okay. So uh, even in the visual dictionary, they me- they reference how uh, it is a tale for another time. Oh, really? So they say I, that? <laughs> yes. So I guarantee you at some point, whether that be via – Book, comic, or Disney future, Plus. future show or movie, it will be addressed. Okay. Uh, but it has not been discussed. All right. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Well, people people are, are kind of salty about this. Um, as far as Rose's character, Nico. Yeah. Right. She doesn't have much screen time, like we said. But a lot of people are speculating that she actually filmed some stuff that was pulled. That's true. Um, and that they're actually going to make, well, somebody wants to make a Disney plus show of just her character. Ugh. <laughs> would you not watch it? I don't, I don't know. I just, it would have to have some kind of really hooky plot. Okay. Like, like Rose t- Tico as a character just does not interest me very much. This is the thing. She, in Last Jedi, she single-handedly 
stops what I guess Finn was trying to sacrifice himself, right? Right. And he would have, and he would have stopped that uh, the the ram, the ram machine. I yeah, don't remember yeah. what it's called. It's like a mini Death Star almost. But she almost fucking kills the guy and 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 stops it from happening. Right. And that was her biggest impact of as far as like story goes. Her sister did more than she did. Yeah, Rose Tico is an engineer. She fixes things. Right. Uh, I don't want to see somebody going around fixing starships all day. <laughs> and uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, I will say that she is a general, so she's giving advice to Leia. She's helping out with the overall warfare of things, but she's not a fighter. She's not. She's just not. She can't really fly things effectively, to my knowledge. And she's not a combatant necessarily. She may be able to fire a gun, but I, I just. I would find watching a show of just her going around the galaxy not very interesting. If that's the plot points, yes, then yeah, I wouldn't. It really would need to have some kind of like side character. So maybe like maybe some kind of like spy take on things, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Just, I agree. I agree. Some kind of hook. Um, man, I knew where I was gonna go. Okay, so Kylo's uh, character switch. Yes. So he went. Uh, from uh, being a uh, badass to a Jedi, basically. Yeah. yeah. Does it fit? Yes. So he's presumed to be the bad guy in the entire arc of the of uh, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise, and he he's been trying so hard to be Vader. Yeah. And it it it's fitting and it makes sense that. He's trying hard to be just like Vader, and he kind of ends up being just like Vader. In a way where, like, Vader is this badass Sith villain, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of Return, he has a redemption story arc. Yep. He saves Luke. He, he uh, in, in such a way where he actually is able to turn into a Force ghost, which Sith can't do. So that means that in that last moment when he sacrifices himself and kills Palpatine, he basically it turns from the dark side completely and becomes a Jedi again. Which so, is really cool. Which is really cool. And you see that same kind of arc happen with Kylo Ren, even without him trying to do that. So I think it's very fitting for him to follow in those footsteps and turn from the dark side. And it just it's a nice way to wrap things up in a way that pays homage to the old movies and kind of charts a new path at the same time. Having Han as a Force ghost... That wasn't a Force ghost. Okay, what was it? That was just an image in uh, Kylo Ren's mind. So it was just a memory. It was just a memory. He even said that. He's like, you're not real. And then he goes, well, he's like, no, I'm not. I'm a memory in your head. Okay. But uh, why does that matter? You're right. Uh, so, but no, that that was uh, one of the moments where I cried. Okay. I was like, oh my God, Han's back. And then he calls him dad and they hug. I was just like, oh my God. Which is, is really cool because even from the beginning, you see Kylo struggling um, with becoming right. a Sith. Because he wants to be. He is... That's the thing about, about uh, Ben Solo is he has such... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, his lineage. There we go. His lineage is so important. I mean, he's the the grandson of, of Anakin Skywalker, and his his uncle is the... Savior of the universe, basically. All this stuff that he has it's to like live. It's like a birthright. Yeah, he, he has to live up to this big responsibility. And uh, he turns from all of that. He can't handle it. Right. So for him to, to see him struggle like that in all those movies, it makes sense. I thought it, they did a really good job all the way through. 
because he always showed that he had conflict yes. in him, that yes. he wasn't fully engaged into the dark side. Right. And uh, Pedro actually brought this point up to me. In The Force Awakens, you see Kylo, um, when he gets hurt, he gets shot by Ch- uh, Chewie's uh, crossbow. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. He gets hit, and in the fight when he's fighting um, Rey, Punches himself. he's punching himself. Yep. And Pedro brought this up to me, and he said that when he seen that, he assumed that Sith draw all their power from pain and um, hate. Right, so as he's punching himself, it's like yeah. he's amping himself up because the more he punches himself, the more pain he feels. Yep. So then that amps his power up. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace the hate and embrace this pain to use it to to fight against you. And in the Rise of Skywalker, he made the point of when he becomes, he turns over, he turns a new leaf, and he jumps to catch this uh this chain. Oh and yeah. And when he lands, he hurts himself, and he says, "Ow." And yes, that's that's kind of a joke. It's funny. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he's not embracing the pain that he he was once embracing as a, as a Sith. He's actually letting it go. Like as a Jedi, you're you're like, ow, that that fucking hurt. You know, like you can you can actually um, renounce it and say like, you know, that that kind of hurt. Like I'm not gonna embrace that that's anymore. Interesting. And I didn't I didn't actually take that when I was watching the movie. I I took it as a joke. But when Pedro brought that up, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I I didn't really get You know, I didn't see that. But that does make sense as his character's turning. He doesn't need to embrace that hurt anymore. Shout out to Pedro, man. Yeah. I didn't even a, think about that. That's, that's a, a good, good point. One. That's a good, good one. point. But, um, yeah, so I loved his uh, transition um, into his, uh, you know, just being to being Ben. Yes. I thought that was really cool. Uh, for skipping. Is that something you ever heard of before? Or skipping? Isn't that? Oh no, no, light speed skipping. Light speed skipping. That's it. That's new. <laughs> That's new. That's very new. Okay. I've never heard of that in anything I've ever read or seen. Um, it's really cool, and obviously it's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really cool to see, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that was awesome. I thought so too. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things too because with J.J. Abrams, uh, tip of the cap to you. Um, in the Force Awakens. The Millennium Falcon scenes where you're seeing it fly and it's doing all these loops and everything, it draws you in. You're like, oh, my God, I've never seen this shit, like, from these angles. You know what I mean? Just that that, that perspective, watching the, the, the ship do all these maneuvers, was something new to me. And then going to this one, it's it's, it's a whole other thing. It's like, I've never seen light speed skipping before. First of all, why isn't anybody ever tried it? But then you realize why nobody tries it's it. dangerous. Because you could fucking die. You can literally blow up. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, that was really cool. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to see get wrapped up that, that was for you? Um, I would have loved to have known how Miles got Luke's saber. Okay. That was a question that I had from the very beginning from Force Awakens. I was like, no, that's impossible. That thing fell down to the giant pit. Right. Um, I, I get why they want to kind of hang on to that a little bit. It's, it's a tale for a different time. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, Snoke. Snoke was addressed though. Yeah, he was I addressed. I like that. What the thing was, did it bug you after Last Jedi about his character? So it pissed me off after Last Jedi because they built him up to be this badass. Right. Complete, just like he's the new Palpatine. He's the one that's going to just rule the galaxy and all this evilness. And I was like, all right, here's a new bad guy. Here we go. And 
they killed him off so simply yep. and so unceremoniously in Last Jedi, it, it left me so disappointed. But then I like how it was literally just a pan of the camera and seeing those Snoke <laughs> right? clones in a, a how canister. Quick. It was so unceremonious and simple that eh, they're, just, they're just like this, <laughs> they're like this is why he doesn't matter because he's literally just a clone um that that made me happy that they're just like you know what here's your answer and this is why it wasn't important it, it was perfect yeah like it was perfect for me too because i was sitting in the theater i was like yes and then they did that and i was like okay all right cool. i'm good with it yeah right, fine dope <laughs> yeah that was crazy um what didn't you like about this movie? I'm trying to think. Oh, I did have one gripe. Okay. I, and it's very minimal, but I did think that they underutilized the Knights of Ren. Oh, I agree. They they show them in the first movie and first, I mean, Force Awakens, first of the trilogy, and then they don't come up really at all in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're quite prominent in the in Rise of Skywalker. They're in like oh yeah, they're a, in a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping that they would show some extended combat, almost like the last Jedi scene in the throne room with the Praetorian guards. I was like, they've got to be on par with that at least. And then... They get waxed. Ben just, like, unloads on them and kills them all basically immediately with no issues at all. I don't know. It it felt very... I don't know. It's very... I I agree with you. It's, like, uh, anticlimactic. Yeah, for it, for the, the for the build up. I mean, they're going around. They do capture Chewie. Yeah. Um, but they're going around this town looking for them. They don't find them. Uh, no, they had lines either. There's no dialogue no, or anything. Not at all. Not at all. Which is fine if you're gonna do a character with no lines, but you have to show me something. Their abilities. Right. For one thing, um, we don't see really much of their abilities. All we do see in that fight is that. Uh, sands a, a, a lightsaber, you know, maybe then they're kind of like getting the upper hand, but as soon as he gets a lightsaber, it's fucking it's done. It's game over. It's done. So, yeah. But uh, to that to that uh, dislike, I can see why they didn't really want to focus too heavy on them because there was so much going on in the movie. To add in Knight, the Knights of Ren and really give them like a full backdrop of, of history. You might get a Spider-Man 3. It was just, it would be too much. It would be way too much. I agree, and that that's why I kind of overlooked it. Like, okay, I get it. They're badasses, but yeah, They're not the quite time. as badasses as they need to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when it comes to, is that a show that you would like to see? A Knights of Ren show? You know, it's interesting. Uh, in the Visual Dictionary, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they actually mention how the Knights of Ren are a legend of past. They're a... Uh, Traveling clans folk, basically, that are very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it suggests that the Knights of Ren that we see in the movie may not be the real Knights of Ren. Really? Yes. Well, who is Ren? What is Ren? It's, just, it's a legend about uh, prominent warriors. Okay. So Kylo Ren takes his name from that, and Snoke gives him those uh, combatants to be basically his lackeys. Okay. But they may not actually even be the real Knights of Ren. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be down to watch an actual show about yeah, I'd be them. okay with that. Yeah, I mean, if it was a, if it was a real badasses oh, and yeah. stuff like that, then yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely. Um, what are your thoughts about the whole – the healing – Oh, so I did want to bring that up earlier because you discussed the whole Leia thing in, in space and how that was complete garbage. Yeah. 
and I thought about this a lot afterwards. So I think the biggest reason why that didn't work in Last Jedi and the Ray healing thing did work in uh, Rise of Skywalker is because they really they show it in a simple form beforehand. Oh, with so what the, I mean by that yeah. is when uh, when Leia uses her crazy space pullback thing where she comes back in and saves herself, that's the only time you've ever seen that. Right. And then it never happens again. Exactly. And it's never addressed or anything. So I think there's a reason why the Mandalorian episode 7 came out on Wednesday instead of Friday. Mm-hmm. It was obviously because of they didn't want to cannibalize Star Wars ticket sales. But also... That's technically the first time in a live action you've seen healing, a- any kind of healing yeah. from any force user in that way. So they kind of warm you up to it in in Mandalorian, and then they warm you up to it even more with her healing up that snake. Mm-hmm. And she even mentioned she's like, "Yeah, I just you know passed along some of my midi chlorians and my life force to this snake. He he would have done the same for me." And then when he she does it at the end for uh, for Ben. It doesn't seem unreasonable or ridiculous because they've already kind of made it simple and uh, straightforward before. It's like desensitizing. Yeah, it's like, hey, you've already seen this a couple times for simpler reasons, so here's a more important reason why it's being done. So when Ben does it to her, yes, is it? Do you think it's the same thing, yes. or do you think okay? Uh, and the reason why is because of the Force dyad that they have, the connection in the Force that they share. Uh, I think that that force connection also allows them to share certain powers. You see that with them being able to be able to pass physical things back and forth right. from long, long distances. It's interesting because in Last Jedi, you see basically a version of that with Luke. He's able to project himself from across the galaxy, right? Right. That kills him. It kills him. But in this movie, you see those two literally passing objects back and forth from planets apart and it does nothing to them. It's like, it's like natural because of how strong their connection in the forces with each other. So the emperor fucked himself kind of right. Cause he, he says that he's the one pulling the strings. He's the voices in Kylo's yeah, head. Right. So he's the one that kind of theoretically set this up. So sort of, uh, the actual connection actually happened. And this is also thanks to, the visual the book, dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the the book mentions how in the Last Jedi the connection actually begins when uh, Kylo Ren tries to invade Rey's mind and oh, interrogate her, her. Okay, and she actually pushes back and she invades his mind. Oh, that's right. She does actually because she, she says she something picks up about on it. she's like you're, you're trying to be like Vader or yep, something like that, and you're scared that you can't be or something right. like that. And that connection is formed immediately after that. And then I think Snoke kind of pushes it along a little bit further. Okay. And then after that, it's just it goes from there. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool, really right? Co- yeah, that's really cool. Hey, shout out. That's dope. Buy that book. <laughs> <laughs> um. What? What's? What are your thoughts on Chewie? Okay. In that movie. First of all, I think Chewie's dope. I thought. He was up until where he died. Yeah. Quotations. Um, I felt like he could have been dead. Dude, my jaw dropped when that happened. Oh yeah. I was like, motherfucking Ray killed <laughs> Chewie. Oh my god. Same. I was the same way. And and to be honest, I felt like I feel like they could have kept that the same. 
and I it wouldn't have like okay yeah Ray would have been a killer at that point like yeah ex- incidental she killed Chewie without really trying but she did but the, at the same time I was like his character didn't really do much after the fact at least I felt like it I think he was kind of the, gl- the unofficial glue though of the group for that for that group like he was always there he was there when Ray met Han. He was there when Han died, and Ray was there. Like he kind of was just there during all these epic moments during that entire group. And for him to go, I think it would have been really heavy and impactful. But I think it was necessary to bring him back because they, if, if you notice, uh, when he died or quote unquote like disappeared right. or died, uh, they started bickering a lot more and not knowing what to do, and they couldn't figure out where to go and. Then they find Chewie, and it kind of all kind of smooths out a little bit. Okay. So I think that he was kind of the unofficial clue. Question. Yes. Where the fuck did the other ship come from? What ship? Okay, so the ship she blows up. Yeah. Is there another ship there? There was. They showed two. They showed two? Yep, they showed okay, two. Okay, i seen it one time. There's one parked on the right, and then Chewie's going into one on the left, I believe. Okay. Um, Yeah, and, and honestly, the weirdest thing I thought of the whole Chewie stuff with him being captured, it's weird not seeing Chewie with his belt on. Oh, yeah, I know it is weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's not the same. <laughs> Just nothing but fur. Really weird. 20 years of Chewie wearing a belt. Where is it? He uh, he didn't even fight. Like, that would have been something to show, too. Like, him putting up a fight. He just kind of gave in. It's I like, mean, he's like, man, these, these nights are rent. They're kind of scary looking. Right? I, yeah, I guess I just gave up <laughs> at this point. No, but you see him unloading that uh, like gun on people in that uh, ship, though. Yeah, that's it's true. Great. He's yeah, that's just, true. like, pegging them left and right. Um... Yeah, okay, so, again, overall, I love the movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it's safe to say that you love the movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I just want to talk about the Star Wars fan base real quick. Oh, yes, please. Because I, I, am, I am reading constantly, daily, on my Facebook feed, on just random shit, the, the Instagram, just internet in general. I, this movie's getting so much hate. I don't get it. And I don't get it either. And the the points that people are trying to make it are that um, the sequels are shit. The sequels are trash. That's why I keep reading. The sequels are so bad. Disney Disney ruined Star Wars. Sure. And I disagree wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. Not only did I assume Disney ah uh, make the budget of these movies like exponential or something. Oh, yeah. Like you know, I'm sure they went up. But just the, the 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 craftsmanship, the polishing of if you take the sequels and put them next to the the other six movies, you're you're and then on top of that, Rogue One. I mean, you yeah. you get those four movies, you put them to the other ones, they're leaps and bounds as far as visuals go. I mean, the technology is a lot different, but it's still the movies aren't bad, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, the way they were set up. It's it's Disney's fault that we didn't get a three-part J.J. Abrams trilogy. Right. Right? I think we can all agree that uh, it would be a, di- a totally different story if we got three J.J. Abrams films. I think he turned it down. You think I, so? I, 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 thought, believe, I thought it was Disney. I believe I remember reading something where they offered him the entire thing. They're like, make the trilogy. This is your thing. And I think he turned it down because he didn't want to ruin it for people. Like He was too scared of making mistakes. And if that's the case, fucking and it. fucking it up basically, <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, we'll just do different directors for different movies then. That's okay. I, all right, look, if I don't have my facts straight, 
then that's I could my be bad. wrong too. I don't know. I just it would have been it makes so much more sense to let one director well do that. You know that the the original trilogy didn't have well. That's the, same the directors. thing. That's the thing though. But if you're that's the start of something, and I, when you when it comes to finishing something, I feel like if you don't follow the same narrative or the sure. same path, you're gonna have issues. And if if you were giving okay, if J.J. Abrams makes the first one, and then he says these are my notes for the overall story, you can give them to the new director, and the new director can alter certain things. But this is the overall focus of the story, right? Then I would be like, all right, that's cool, yeah, that works. But to go from one director and then give the 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 reins to another director and say, all right, well, good luck, you know what I mean? Like here's what we think is supposed to happen. But everything else is kind of like up to you, and then him to do something else, and then we get the other movie with the original director just to kind of tie loose ends. What did you expect to you know? What did you expect to get? I th- I think that the majority of people can agree that we should have expected this movie to be terrible. <laughs> like I I think so. Like I think a lot of people should have expected this movie to be flat out bad because we're all sitting we're all sitting at home like how. How do you fix that? How do you correct this? Right. What does this mean? And to have a movie come out and say, hey, look, this is fixed, this is fixed, this is fixed. Hey, this is a new story, by the way. Oh, this is fixed, this is fixed, this is fixed. Oh, here, here's a nice, neat bow on the on the end of the movie. And we're going to wrap up the whole Palpatine Skywalker saga. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's astonishing to me. And that's why I say that these movies, yes, they have their faults. But as far as the Star Wars Skywalker from the beginning to end, I can appreciate all of it. Like, it's it's good. So the people that are out there constantly bitching about the, the dumbest shit, about the dumbest shit. Oh, yeah. Just oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it it, it was warranted to, to bitch about, like, how did Leia do that? But if you come back and correct it, I'm good with it. Like, they I don't have a problem with it. it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it anymore. It's cool. But to sit there and constantly harp about... Oh, the prequels sucked, and now that the sequels are out, oh, the sequels suck. The prequels are better. Like I read that so many times, dude. So here's my thought on that whole this, this toxicness of of Star Wars fan base. And here's the thing: is I I personally have been a Star Wars fan since I was five. Like I love these movies. I've been watching them over and over again for years. So I, if anything, I am a hardcore Star Wars fan. Okay, and to hear from other people that oh, I'm a hardcore fan and these movies are trash and they don't they're not my Star Wars movies. Right. That's the problem right there is they're not their Star Wars movies. So what I'm getting at is when the first three movies came out, they were all written by George Lucas and uh he directed the first one, next two were directed by different people, but they were all written by the same person. Okay? Right. And then there was nothing. There was nothing as far as films or anything Unless you want to count that crazy Star Wars holiday special, there was <laughs> nothing for a long time. Like, God, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years? A long, long time. time. A long time. And in between that gap, Lucas approved basically authors writing books on Expanded Universe. That was what it was called, the Expanded Universe. Uh, and there were stories about uh, what happened after Return of the Jedi or uh, the fact that Han and Leia had uh, twins and then a third son named Anakin. Uh, all this crazy stuff oh. that happened, right? Uh-huh. Chewie dies. All, all this this crazy stuff. And 
I think it got into fans' minds that anybody could make a Star Wars story, and it would fit into the Star Wars world just perfectly, and it didn't matter if it was not written by George Lucas or whatever. So if a fan theory was awesome, that fan theory was valid. Follow? Yeah, okay. And so when Lucas uh, made the next three movies, uh, I mean, they, they were kind of rough. They weren't, they weren't that great, honestly. The first movie was, I watched it again, right after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dual Fates is the dude. saving grace of that movie. <laughs> That's the only good part of that entire movie, to be honest. Yep. The rest of the movie is not good, and, and the, the CGI does not hold up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Attack of the Clones, pretty interesting. It's a little bit boring at it's points. It's a little bit boring. It's a snooze fast. All right, wait, the first. wait, 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 wait. Count Dooku, Anakin fight. That's cool. That is shit, dude. What? All right, there's a... There's a, there's a tr- uh, I like Count Dooku, but there is a maybe 15-second, 20-second segment in that fight where they're it's the camera going from one face to the other. Oh. And it's just blue and red, blue yeah. and red, blue and red. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? And Anakin's expression changes not once in this in this exchange. It's the weirdest thing ever. But outside of that, I, I enjoyed it. Dude, that part where he like uh he chops that uh, power cable in half and it gets all dark. I was like, hell that yeah. That was cool. That about was to, dope. It's about to get boss. Um, so that's cool. The Yoda fight's cool. The clones fighting. Yes. Great. The whole clone story arc, awesome. All the Jedi, really um, cool. Really good. Yeah, you see Jedi in their prime kind mm-hmm. of fighting and being awesome. That movie had a lot of boring parts, but it was still pretty cool. I overall. thought it was pretty dope, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, if you go oh, back and great, watch that dude. movie again, that's a great movie. Great movie. It's really good. Uh, it's really pleasant to watch. And then after that, as far as the movies are concerned, nothing. Nothing yep. for a long time. Uh, Lucas made Clone Wars, and that was considered canon too. Rebels, and right? Rebels was actually Disney. Okay. So he sells off uh, Lucasfilm at this point. And I think the problem is that people want someone to blame for their stories, their fan theories, not holding up. And that that elephant in the room is Disney. They're like, oh, Disney Disney bought Lucasfilm and ruined everything because their stories are blah. They're not okay with someone else telling their stories. And I think that's the problem is those those quote-unquote purists that think that Disney is ruining Star Wars mm-hmm. need to let go of the fact that their thoughts on what Star Wars should be is not what Star Wars is. They need to let other people write stories and, and make the future of Star Wars what it is. Let it know. go. Let it go, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I've, I've done. When I, when, I, when I went to Rise of Skywalker, I knew that some of my theories probably wouldn't hold up. And I just wanted to go in there and just enjoy the ride and see where the story took me. And that's why I liked it so much is because the story was interesting. And I liked how it ended. And there was no major questions I had afterwards apart from where is Ray going to go next. And that was basically it. So for people that hate on Disney and hate on the new trilogy and say it's a bunch of rehash and garbage and uh, what did I hear? Um one that was really good bunch of just, i don't know it was a bunch of just hate on these movies a lot of it a lot of hate a lot of hate i don't know i just i think it's unwarranted i i agree um you can't tell me visually that these movies are ass like you can't tell oh, me they're they're beautiful yeah, movies you can't sit there and tell me oh yeah this uh, i mean disney ruined the visuals on this movie lightsaber <laughs> looks stupid he's got a fucking uh what's that called on a blade the little the, the hilt 
the hilt, it, but the thing that he... Oh, the guard. Of, yeah, the guard. He's got a guard on it. Oh, that's stupid. That's the dumbest thing I ever seen. I, th- I thought it was kind of dope. I thought his saber was you dope. Know, you know why he has that? It's a uh, uh, vents. Yeah. Yeah. Because his kyber crystal is fucking broken. <laughs> when he turned to the Sith, he broke his kyber crystal. That's actually his same saber that he had as a Jedi. Oh, so it's the blue one. That it's it w- the blue one. Oh, wow. And he fucking broke the kyber crystal. And so it, when breaking it, it caused severe damage. And it uh, doesn't output energy the same way anymore. So he, he had to do that. <laughs> and it's, it's it looks fantastic, too. The yeah. way, like, the way, if you watch it, it's it pulsates and it does this... Uh, yeah, almost like a dripping effect or whatever. It's really cool. Yep. Um, but it's just for people that are out there and they just complain to not appreciate. It's like I get the complaints for if you are a purist and you like TMNT and you like the old 1990s, 1989 TMNT, and then you go watch the new whatever year it came out, 2012, sure. 2014, whatever, and you're like, that movie sucks. I can understand why you don't like the movie because it it looks bad. Like <laughs> yeah, it looks bad. The story wasn't great. It just it makes sense. It's it wasn't great. But to go out there and say that Star Wars now just because it wasn't the same shit that you're used to when you were younger is is terrible. It's just it's not right. It's not right because it doesn't it looks good. The story actually goes somewhere. And it, it there's characters that you can appreciate. Poe um, Finn's a decent character. Uh, Ray, Ray's fucking cool. Like, that how was, do you hate on Ray? That was the other thought that I had too. Maybe people just don't like the fact that Ray's a girl. That's that could be a is big that a deal. Thing? That could be a big. I'm sure it is. I, it's gotta be. I'm like, sure how, it is. How, how dare the main character be not be Luke Skywalker? Yeah. I, it's not a man. Fuck this. This is whack, dude. She's. It's a female. Oh my god. No, I can't do it. Yeah, I guarantee that's some of the hate. Yeah, and sure. it's underlined with like you know. Oh well, this isn't my Star Wars. You know, maybe somebody oh, yeah, says this yeah. ain't Star my Star Wars movie. But that's really what's bugging people. The biggest thing I I heard from the the trilogy was um the biggest complaint from the first movie was it's just a rehash of Episode Four. Yeah, it's just a the planets the Death Star and blah 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 and. Yes, it is a lot of the same tropes and a lot of the same things that happened in episode four, but it's done in a new light with a fresh coat of paint with new characters and new story arcs. I felt like it was paying homage to the older, like it was giving you, I expected it to be like, I know you guys love Star Wars. Yep. It hasn't been out for a while. Let's get this started the right way and give you what you're used to. And it was doing what I thought people wanted. And, And here's the thing about Star Wars that people don't, the, the ones that, that think it's not great as far as the whole episode 4 and episode 7 comparison, Star Wars is cyclical, meaning that there can never be an end to the whole Jedi and Sith battle. It's always going to happen because there needs to be a balance in the yep. Force, right? Balance. There has to be a balance. Guess what? Luke and Vader are Jedi at the end of Return of the Jedi. They kill the Emperor. Guess what happens? There's an, a fucking imbalance in the force yep. because Palpatine's the only Sith left and he's dead. So, uh, guess what happens? The Sith come back in Episode Seven, and then all that fun stuff happens in Episode Eight and Nine. Ray kills Palpatine. Guess what's gonna happen in the next movie? If they're gonna come back yeah, in some way, you need so a balance. You can't have be, yeah. So for people to be like, oh, it's all the same from before. That's because that's how the Star Wars canon is set up. <laughs> 
So uh, th that was the biggest issue from episode seven was it's the same thing as episode four. And then we're like, you need to make things that are original and, and then it, they make did. it better. And so Ryan Johnson is <laughs> like, all right, I'll make this original story. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? It's too original. <laughs> Bring <laughs> so it back. Original. I can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that for me, it did stray a little bit too far. I agree. It, 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 it was a very good thought, and I like some of the ideals that it brought on. But it did go too far as far as being within the Skywalker mythos. Um, and then the the JJ came out with this new movie, and he kind of encapsulates everything from all the movies, all, all nine movies, and brings it back home. And that's why I like it so much is it takes all of these issues as far as it's not different. It's 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 too different. It it's this it's that it's, it's it's not good enough. And it just Cherry picks great things from all the movies, and it add, addresses all of these great questions that people have about the mythos, and it just brings it all home. I agree. They're yeah. just I was I was clamoring for more lightsaber battles, right? I did want that a little bit, and we I, got that a little bit. In I the feel new like movie. You, I feel like you did. I feel like you got enough of it. You have was it two or three clashes with Ray and Kylo? Sure. And I was like, wow, and they were good. And I was like, dope, this is this is what I kind of wanted. Like, that was enough to stimulate me. Yep. And I was like, all right, cool, I got that out of my way. A lot of people bitch about this movie just being fan service. And I was, mm. sure. Right, right. Why not? Like, that's what you kept crying about. It wasn't enough for you. So, okay, we're going to give you some some of the stuff that you wanted to see. You know what I mean? We're going to give you, this is Ray, and she's super strong, and this is why she's strong, and, and this other stuff, and... I was okay with it. So I I just I don't agree with all the all the hate. I don't agree with it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well the one thing that I, I really wanted a lot and I think that the prequel trilogies kinda of spoiled me on was really epic battles for lightsabers. And like over like, the top. Dude, like, the, like the Obi Wan Anakin yeah, battle. That's, that's, over, that's that's some dope shit. Yeah, or that, that Darth Maul battle with Obi Wan. Yes. That's some dope shit. And I was like, there needs to be a, just a, a just a jaw dropping crazy saber battle in this new movie. And we got a really good fight scene with with Ben and and Ray. And I was thinking about it afterwards, and I was like, you know, it it makes sense to me now that they wouldn't be quite as adept at lightsaber battles or as finesse at them compared to the prequels because the prequels, they had literally a, a Jedi order where they trained Constantly. their entire lifetime yeah. with sabers to be that good. And even if you go back, go back and watch the original trilogy. Oh, dude. Four, five, and six. Stiff. Oh, my God. Stuck in the mud. Shittiest battles ever. <laughs> even even Return of the Jedi, yes. that's a cool battle. It's cool, Yeah. Thanks to the music. Yep. But if you watch that that battle with the volume turned down, it ain't that great. <laughs> uh, so watch it now, dude. I'm, I mean, it's it's cool. No, but no, I'm with you. Music, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. John Williams, man. Hats off to him. Oh yeah, Home Alone um, and everything. But uh, no, that you get some really good battles in Rise of Skywalker with uh, all things considered. So I feel like they touched all the right spots and they addressed all the right issues. Yep. So um. What would you give it out of a 10? Out of a Star Wars 10? A Star Wars 10. So that's the thing, too, is I, I don't want to compare Star Wars as being the best movies ever made because okay. obviously they are uh, – there's there's movies out there that are going to be more impactful or better written, whatever. But Star Wars for me is is one of my favorites. It is my favorite. So out of oh, a Star wait, Wars – 
do not a Star Wars ten. Where's this rank in your Star Wars? In my Star Wars, in oh, your Star God. Wars, yeah, that that'll yeah. help you. So uh, Empire is still still and always will be number one. Um, I would say it's number two, honestly. Okay, it's two for me, and then three is Rogue One. Okay, all right. Um, for me, I honestly, and I'm, and this might catch, I might catch flack for this, but I honestly, Empire was, and like I said, the older movies. They're older movies. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I respect the OGs of the trilogy and all this stuff, but as far as entertainment value goes for me, I got to say Rise of Skywalker, um, Revenge of the Sith, and then Rogue One. Wow. Yeah. Empire's not top three? No. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with those three. Cause That's I, impressive. I, I've watched Revenge of the Sith maybe 15 times or so. And I always, and even if I'm not watching it in its entirety, if you get me to the Anakin Obi Wan fight, I'm good. That's all of them, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm it's good. All of them. They're all. That's all their training. Really? Yeah. They 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 did all that by themselves. That is. See, it makes it even more. It's so legit. cool. So I love Ben <clears throat> Kenobi, and that shit ranks top. So. Are you excited for the uh, oh, Obi dude, yeah. Obi-Wan TV oh, show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know yeah. the mall's gonna be in it, right? Who? Mall. Darth Maul? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I okay, little uh, cliff note here. I yeah. kind of cheated. Uh oh. And like strayed deep into um, Clone Wars. Like and, you skipped ahead. Oh yeah, I skipped ahead a bunch oh, of times. Okay. And, and I was watching a lot of uh, the mall stuff's cool. Mall scenes. Yeah. And I seen him fight. Uh, spoiler alert! I seen him fight somebody from the Mandalorian clan. I oh, assume yeah. he's a Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And he has this saber. Oh yeah, the um, saber. What is the saber called exactly? The dark saber. Okay. So the dark saber is a lightsaber. Uh, it is made from or by, excuse me, the first Mandalorian Jedi, which is crazy to think about because back in olden times, uh, the Mandalorians and the Jedi were a warring faction. They they fought against each other. Okay. So, this is uh, the first saber made by a Mandalorian Jedi, and it is passed down uh, later on in, in Mandalorian time. Whoever holds that saber is considered to be uh, the leader of the biggest tribe on Mandalore, Okay, which essentially makes you the ruler of Mandalore, uh, the home planet of the Mandalorians. And so, uh, that saber is pretty important throughout Star Wars history. It gets it gets lost and it gets stolen and then it gets lost again and so so Maul at one point yes becomes right oh no, yeah okay oh yeah all right um and then I think I I don't want to go into the Mandalorian show a little bit no you can you can we're doing Star Wars everything so okay you're good. all right so go for it I, all right y'all if you guys haven't watched the Mandalorian at this point you need to turn, you. Tur- turn this shit off right and go watch it so um he has the saber yes. What does that mean? Uh, So the last time we've seen the saber was in Star Wars Rebels, the animated show. Okay. Uh, And it was uh, from a Mandalorian. I don't remember the name. But um, one of the main characters in the show, her name's Sabine. She's also a Mandalorian. Okay. And there's this whole story arc. I haven't quite gone through all of that yet. I'm kind of catching up on that, that show as well. And there's this whole story arc where she basically goes and tries to help the Mandalorians. And uh, this leader has the saber. She finds it, and she gives it to him. Uh, so that's the last time we've seen it. So when uh, 
Moff Gideon is talking about how he knows all those people, right? And um, how he must have been on Mandalore. That's because he probably was, and he probably killed whoever had that saber last. Do you believe him to be a Mandalorian? <clears throat> oh no 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 no! Not okay. at all. all right. You don't have to be a Mandalorian to be the ruler of it all. You just as long as you have the saber. Whoever, uh, the only way to get the saber is by killing the person who had it before. Okay. So if you kill the saber, or the, kill the person, you are the owner of it, and you are the leader of that big, uh, big tribe. Do you think? Uh, all right. So are we still calling him Baby Yoda? No. All right. What are we calling him? Uh, I mean, he's officially called the child. I mean, sure, why not? Baby Yoda. <laughs> I, mean, <you> know, <laughs> I, I mean, I know people get pissed <clears throat> off about the whole thing. It's just like, we've said it time and time again. He doesn't have a species. Like, right. the race doesn't have a name. So, what do you call him? The child is fine, I guess. It's boring. You really get Yoda's get, better. Yeah, Baby Yoda's way better. So, you believe him to become, you know, this is what we're getting told. This is the way. <laughs> he is supposed to train him as a Mandalorian. I don't think that will happen. No. He's too young. Well, yeah, as of right now, he's too young. Yeah, but I mean, it, with how with how they age, he wouldn't be uh, uh, trained it, until he was like a hundred. It's true, and 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 uh, Mando will probably be dead. He'd by be then. dead. He'd be he'd be well dead. <laughs> I think that uh, he'll probably raise him in a in a Mandalorian way. Okay, but I don't think we'll see him trained. And this is the other thing too. With the whole rise of Skywalker, the yes. Skywalker saga ending and being done. And the Mandalorian kind of continuing, or actually happening, it was pre-Ray and everything, but like, yes. what, you, we're, we're, we're all figuring that this has some kind of pivotal plot in the Star Wars universe. And it, it needs to, yeah. Right? And what do you think, it's like, what do you think could happen, I'm, we're just speculating at this point, but like, what do you think the child how do you think it plays out in the future? So, my thoughts are we're going to see a lot more of why the Empire wants him. And I think that'll play into the whole Palpatine role in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Uh, where they, they want him to probably steal his midichlorians to bring back Palpatine proper. Um, I think that'll be explained as far as why the Empire is going after him. I think what's really going to be important, though, is... Uh, when they finally discuss and reveal the the Yoda species, okay. When that comes to light, I think that will really shed a light on what's going on in the universe as a whole with the Force. Because right now you're you're really seeing a pocket. You're seeing basically just Rey, Ben Solo, and Palpatine, and small children on a weird Canto bite, right? Picking up broomsticks, <laughs> using so, it to clean, right? You're seeing small little pockets of the Force, and primarily just with Rey and Ben Solo. I think once they finally reveal that Yoda species, that's going to open a new doorway for maybe a movie uh, about more about the Force in general and how it's impacting the universe. I, I'm not quite sure, but that I think sounds interesting. It, it'll unlock a lot, a lot more. I think. What sure. do you? What do you? How would you feel if, like, leading up all to everything, they eventually capture they Baby kill Yoda him? and kill him and oh, use God. his and use his Metachlorians to actually bring about so Palpatine to oh actually God. set up the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it would it would fit, but I would not be happy because I love Baby Yoda. Right, the whole world loves Baby Yoda. It's amazing. It, it's it's a craze. Like it's it's legit. Okay, as an artist, I've tried to refrain from doing anything 
Baby Yoda. I saw that picture you posted. Yes. <laughs> so I, I yeah. started today. I just started drawing it. I seen yeah. the last episode of The Mandalorian and him on the speeder. And that's I was the, like, my favorite part. Yeah. And He's so just laughing and smiling. And so that's why I wanted to draw. I was like, I got to draw this because IG 11 was my favorite character. Sure. And I was like, I got to draw Baby Yoda because not only does it boost your recognition <laughs> i mean it's just he's the biggest thing going on right now like if you anybody even if Dude. you've never seen the show you know who the fuck if you're on the internet you know who he is i've had customers come into my store and they are literally pissed off that i don't have baby yoda merchandise like how why why would they do this this is such a waste of of they just lost so much money by not having this for christmas and this makes no sense. And I'm like, oh, they're all coming out in March and May. That's too late. I want it now. I'm just like, oh, my God. A craze, dude. Funky a craze. Baby Yoda. Wait, really? For real? March and May? Uh, yeah. So I didn't the, know that was a thing. The Funko Pops are coming out in March. Ooh. There's a uh, normal size one and a 10-inch one. Oh, really? A 10-inch yeah. one, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Ariel's yeah. right. made me reserve both of them. She that wants is, them both. That so. is dope. That is really cool. But, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I is that it? I mean, <laughs> For what? Uh, for Star Wars. Oh, hell no. Uh, I've got some questions for All right, you. Dope. So, uh, thoughts on 3PO? 3PO. He was heavily used in that movie. I liked him. I liked him a lot. I felt like he deviated away from, like, his normal... And some and sometimes, like, 3PO could be super annoying, right? Oh, As sure, a character, sure. right? Yeah. But in this one, I felt like they used him uh, strategically, as far as the humor goes. And as far as, like, his need to... Be of service. Like, he was useful, right? He wasn't just that yeah. clamoring uh, droid, you know, to, to, to bring about some laughs. I thought that he was actually useful. And I I really enjoyed seeing him. Um, shout out to that little character. I don't know what the... Babu Freak! Yeah, there you go. Dude, he is my favorite. He's really cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you know who voices that character? Moni Myrtle, man. Yes, there you go. Harry Potter for the win. Yeah, dope. So, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed 3PO. What were your thoughts on him? Oh, yeah, no, I thought that he was finally used for a good purpose. <laughs> like, yeah. He was a, an important character in that movie, like super important. I just love how he's like, oh, I, I already have that. I, I know how to speak that, but I can't tell you. Right, like, what a <laughs> dick, dude. <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck? What do you um, mean, the one time that we need you to talk? Okay. And then, and then after he gets his memory wiped, and uh, later on they're like, "Oh, hey, that's Babu Frick," and he's like, "Babu Frick, it's my oldest friend." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it's just really funny, or uh, I don't know. Um, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I think the three PO was really well utilized, and and good on them for finally using him because he has been such a, like a a token support character. Yeah, agreed. For like seven or eight movies now. I mean, R2-D2 gets all the fucking he shine, does. dude. Like, honestly. And they, they had R2 in there for like maybe five minutes, and they had 3PO for a, uh, probably a good 10, 20. I thought he was going to die. I mean, as much as you know. Yeah, well, because in, oh, in, in TV series. Yeah, it, well, no, just in TV series or like any kind of show, the person that gets the most screen time, like when you see it all of a sudden just oh, the sure. most screen time, you just assume – they're gonna be gone. Sure. Right. So, like, when the memory wipe happened, I was like, "Oh." So, uh, so who's more adorable, Baba Frick or Yoda? Maybe Yoda. I still gotta go with Yoda, man. Maybe Yoda's all the way, man. I mean, Baba Frick is cool and he fixes shit and like that's really dope, but maybe Yoda, dude. Mary Rose walks around the apartment, just going, "Hello, my name Babu Frick," <laughs> everywhere, and I love it. It's it's her favorite character in that movie. That's really cool. Um, she's she's in love with him, but uh, did you pick up on Finn? 
having force sensitivity? At what point? At the entire movie. I think he mentions something that he he felt it, but I didn't notice it in his character. Mm-hmm. So that's also confirmed in the book, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, he the the thing that uh, he was going to tell Ray. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing too. Yeah. That was that was him going. He wasn't going to tell her that he loves her. J.J. Uh, Abrams confirmed that he was going to tell her that he is sensitive in the Force. But why bring it up when they're about to die, though? I don't know. See, that was the that, that if I'm if I'm nitpicking, that would have been my my biggest nitpick because I'm like, all right, you brought it up once when you're about to die and then um <sighs> the pilot i'm drawing a break force awakens oh poe poe po. yeah poe brings it up to him and he's like what were you gonna tell her oh it's no big deal i think he's yeah. embarrassed by it because ray's so good in the force and he's not i mean he's still he never trained he just maybe maybe he i don't know maybe don't he know. doesn't doesn't feel it's important enough okay i mean like he, that was the thing. Is like you felt it was important enough to tell you before you died, and then she asked you again, "Hey, mm. what were you gonna tell me?" Oh, never mind. I'm good. Like, I'm not gonna tell you. And so it was just one of those things. Like, is it that? Is it that he wants to smash, or is it just? You know, is it? You <laughs> I mean, know, Disney, I, really. I mean, come on. I mean, that's. I so uh, I mean, I guess you know. So I don't know. But uh, no, I mean, he he points out where the uh, weaknesses for the Death Star or not the Star, the, the Star Destroyer. But he's because he's a trash guy. No. They, no? all, they all look the same in the sky. He's just like, not, not not for Force Awakens, for the new movie. Okay. When they're like, what do we do once that sensor thing is down? He's like, that's the ship. That's the main ship. That was him picking up on the Force. Oh. And when Ray's in trouble afterwards, he's like, I can feel it. Something's wrong. Um, And that was my biggest issue with Force Awakens was the fact that he was so skilled with a lightsaber, with having no training with it whatsoever. And it's because he was... Adapting the force a little bit, he was force. He wasn't sensitive. that skilled. Like, let's be honest. He wasn't like he, was he wasn't like, that know, skilled. I mean, like he he threw he down a couple of, a or two. I mean, he he got a couple hits in and shit, but Kylo kind of fucked him up like I mean, pretty he bad. Chopped up his back a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, he he threw right. no, he threw Ray against a tree and then fucked him up real quick and then that snow scene by the way, dope, so cool. Yeah, so cool. Oh my god, the trees cutting the trees down, yeah. the reflection of the light. Yep, really cool. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they finally kind of addressed, like, hey, yeah, he does have some force sensitivity. Well, there you go. See, that's just another example of, like, them tying it up. Yep. Like, here you go. Everybody wanted to know how he could use the saber or, or why Kylo lost. First of all, he got shot by dude, a bolt, by dude. a freaking bolt. Did you see that thing blow up a yeah, stormtrooper? Yeah, it blew up everything. Yeah. He got shot by it. <laughs> There's a reason why he lost. He was fucking hurt, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So, did you have any issues with with Rise of Skywalker? I know I, I brought up my whole thing with Kylo or Knights of Ren, but I mean, I I kind of agree with the stuff that you said. Knights of Ren were kind of underutilized. Um, my I had an issue with the whole like, what was he gonna say type of deal because it it just seemed like it, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like it was supposed to be a plot point, but they never addressed it. Um, what was the other thing really? Uh, that nobody really died. I think that's my biggest gripe of the movie is that none of the uh, heroes what? really died. I mean, Leia did. I mean, yeah, but that was because it was like necessary in in the story. In the story, and then also just like I felt like it was a way to to say goodbye to her, like give her a proper send off, like hey goodbye. I legit thought that that uh, Ben was gonna die. 
Like when she stabs him with the saber. Oh, dude, yeah. I was like, oh my god, no shit. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. He didn't yeah. have, like he wasn't even like aware. Like he was too focused on what was going on. Like he felt it, and it was like, and she still stabbed his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean, I was like, damn, that's kind of that's dark. That's like pretty bad. Um, had something. But that's really it. It's just that, I mean, yes, Ben at the end of the movie ceases to be. But right. He he becomes a full Jedi. Yeah. He goes back. He goes into the Force. He disappears, so he is now going to be a Force ghost at some point. And that's that's really cool. That's I liked cool. it. Um, that was really my only gripe was that nobody really died. Oh, um, I wasn't crazy fond of them kissing. No, I just felt like it was a little unnecessary. Did it feel Twilighty? It felt a little forced. Okay. Like I felt like, and Mary Rose brought this up too. She thought that they could have just like had like a little like putting their foreheads together or something simple like hey we made it through it okay to kiss it felt like a little too cliched i guess when they kissed for me i was like oh fuck their kids are about to be the most powerful (laughs) people i've ever seen (laughs) in my life like that's what i thought i didn't think he was gonna die oh yeah he seemed fine he seemed fine you know and then eh, and then he's dead and i was like oh okay he's dead because okay so this is the thing before he died yep i was like Really? He's alive? I was like, I thought that I mean, kind of like weakened you. Okay, this is the thing, though. Yeah. I thought he was, I was kind of mad about it. I was like, he's alive? And then he died. And I was like, well, that's stupid. So I was like unsatisfied both ways. I, he, I, he survived to save Ray, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, oh, my God. And then he died? That's fucked up. Why'd you do that? But, yeah, so I, I agree with you. The The kiss kind of seemed a little weird. But, um... I was cool with it. I yeah, was like, that right, was cool. the worst thing ever, but I was just like, oh, that's a little forced. Well, the thing is, is that, like, they kiss and he dies. So I was like, all right, cool. They wiped away everything. Yeah, one kiss, they're gone. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Right. Um, Her love interest, I have no idea. Outside of Ren. I don't think she necessarily needs one. She doesn't need one. You don't always need one. That's I'm, why I'm cool I like the movie so much. Is that It shows that you don't need to ha- go with the same tropes yeah. that you always do in movies to, and have it be good. Like, she is her own person. She can chart her own path and... Uh, do her own thing. I thought it was super awesome that she has her own color of saber. That was cool. We, we've seen yellow a little bit before. Um, Ahsoka has a yellow saber in the Clone Wars TV show. Okay. Um, and that's basically about it. But for her to have that saber and for her to make it out of her uh, her staff, that was really cool. Oh, it was made out of her staff? Yeah, her, her little, uh, little whatever it was. Her. Whatever she had throughout the whole series. Yeah. Yep, that that's where she made it out of, and for it to open up the way it does, she twists it up. That was so cool. Um, and like, for the people that don't know, the colors of the sabers actually represent. That's canon, right? For what? The colors representing um, attributes and in, in for Jedi. Yeah. So uh, yellow is not a new color necessarily. It's it's not very well known, and it hasn't been shown in live action stuff before. But yellow sabers are traditionally used by Jedi Sentinels. Uh, which are more protectors of the of the uh, universe compared to combatants. Okay. Uh, so you see them a lot. Um, think uh, the Jedi guards at the uh, uh, temple. Okay. They're going to be the ones that have yellow sabers because they are there to protect the temple from, I don't know, shooters. Wow. That kind of stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. What is purple? And. Sam Jackson is a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is the only one known to have that color. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, he when he signed on for that movie, he told George Lucas, "I want my own color lightsaber." 
I do know that on his hilt, it is, uh, is inscribed Bamf on his For hilt. Real? Yes. <laughs> on his hilt has oh, Bamf. Oh, so great. Which is really uh, badass. I love it. So, you, think, you think he survived? I wanted him to survive so bad. I don't know. And I don't think he could. I, I mean, mean, if Palpatine well, survived, uh, yeah. you possibly could. But at the same time, it was like he got fucking shocked. He got his arm cut off, and he got thrown out. He his arm cut off? Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I was right, because his, his saber goes flying. Yeah, Anakin cuts his arm off, and then he... Oh, fucking Anakin. And then, and then, then unlimited power! <laughs> and he throws his ass through the window. Okay. And he, I don't know how far of a height he fell from, but... A lot. Dude, I would love to see, and I know Sam Jackson has said that he would like to do in either a independent film... Um, a solo film of of uh, Mace Windu, which is really old at this point, dude. Like, I don't know if that would work. Or yeah, he's getting up there. A series for Mace Windu, and I know he's in the Clone Wars, but it would oh, yeah. be way cooler to see live action Mace Windu. Sure. So I'd be all for it. Uh, do you want to hear some fun facts that I learned from the book? I would love to. Okay, there's only a few because I don't want to keep this drag on forever. Uh, so how old do you think? Kylo Ren is. 27. Close. So he's 30. Okay. In the movies. How old do you think Ray is? 22. You're close. Man, you're close. I was shocked by that. So uh, Kylo Ren is 10 years older than Ray. Oh, really? Yeah. And he trained with Luke for 13 years. Wow. Before he destroyed the Jedi Temple. 13 years. 13 years. And the interesting thing is, is. They didn't just train. They traveled the galaxy looking for Jedi uh, artifacts and stuff. What was their What was their goal? Just to learn and uncover more about the Jedi. Okay. You got to figure, I mean, uh, when Luke was done with his training, he didn't really have a full understanding of the Jedi Order or what happened. And there was none Jedi left besides Yoda, yeah, it was right? just yeah. him. It was just him. Uh, so I found that super interesting. Uh, did you know that the planet uh, that they used for Starkiller Base is the same planet that they uh, use for Jedi to get their first uh, kyber crystals for their saber. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's called Ilum. It's actually shown in the Clone Wars where Padawans go to get their kyber crystals. They go through a trial, and then they get their kyber crystal. It chooses them, and then they make their first saber. And the Empire uh, takes that planet over, and uh, mines it, and eventually, after the whole episode six, they turn it into Starkiller Base because of the Kyber Crystal Core. And they're using the Kyber Crystal. They're power using the... the core of the planet to power the uh, weapon. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. I found out about that from that book. In the Death Star, isn't that what yep. they're using as well as Kyber Crystals to form the? Yeah. So you see that a lot in uh, Rogue One, in particular, where they discuss how. Uh, the Empire is there mining for kyber crystals. Okay. Uh, so they literally are mining out the planet to grab as many kyber crystals as possible to use those as the focal point for the Death Star weapon. Awesome. Yep. Um, I think. Anything that you want to know? Qui-Gon. What about Qui-Gon? Who trained him? Yoda. Oh, no, actually, sorry. Um, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious? No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm way off. <laughs> Shame on me. I'm sorry, listeners. It's been a long day. Uh, Count Dooku. Count Dooku trained him. Count Dooku trained Qui-Gon. 
Uh, Yoda trained Count Dooku. Who trained Yoda? Knows. No, no, nobody knows? Yoda's super old, man. <laughs> nobody knows. I don't even know. That's interesting. Would you like to know who trained? I would love that. Okay. Yeah, I would love to know that. That'd and who's, who trained Dark Sidious? Uh, Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. So what's his role? Because I know he's mentioned in, like, Revenge of the Sith and Plagueis stuff. Plagueis is important. So Plagueis is the Sith who discovered how to uh, basically be immortal. So he learned how to heal before anybody else. Not heal. So it wasn't a healing thing. No, I it, was, it wasn't that. healing. Okay. So this is still something that's not fully explained, but my my thought is that they achieve immortality from being killed by their apprentice. That's why they're always like egging him on, hey, yeah, strike well, me down. And that was the thing, as in Return of the Jedi, uh, Palpatine kept on telling Luke, like, strike me down, use all of your anger, blah, 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 blah. He wanted Luke to kill him because he wanted to pass on all of his Sith Force to Luke. And he would he theoretically would, be, like, controlling him? He would basically, Luke would basically have all of the knowledge of the Sith beforehand and probably some kind of presence of, of Palpatine in him. Mm. And They make uh, mention of that in The Rise of Skywalker. They do. He says that I am all the Sith before me, or whatever that is. Right. And then she's like, I'm all the Jedi. Um, so I think that's what it's implied by learning how to be immortal. Is you do it through uh, the apprentice killing the master. Huh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Hmm. Uh, there was something. I'm trying to remember now. Uh, Jar Jar. Does it does it mention anything Mother about fucking Jar Jar Binks? No. Uh, he's he is not a Sith. Okay. Uh, that is a fan theory. <laughs> I will be super pissed if they bring him back at some point because he is a. Useless character. I hate him so much. He's an ambassador or something, isn't he? Dude, he's the reason why Palpatine had all the power and created the Empire. He gave him full His powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grant the Chancellor supreme power. Damn it. Damn it, Jar Jar. <laughs> that's you right. You destroy the galaxy. <laughs> uh, no, that's the thing. Is I, I rewatched that episode one. I was like, you know what? I haven't watched this in like seriously 10 years. I want to go back and see if it's still okay of a movie. And... It sure isn't. Uh, besides that Darth Maul battle at the end, that uh-huh. movie is not good. You're not a fan of the pod racing? It, it is, it's okay. It's interesting. But for me at this point, the graphics are so dated looking. They are dated. Like really dated Sub-boba! looking. Saboba! Yeah. Banthapudu. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's the, pal- the, the pod racing is cool. Uh, the lightsaber battles are cool. And that's it. Jar Jar ruins everything. Gungans in general... Gungans ruin everything. That's why I laughed so hard in uh, Mandalorian when... Um, oh, they referenced well, that? Oh, yeah. Who's that guy? Um, uh, Bill Maher, but Bill I don't Ma- remember his name. Uh, yeah, he, he, he like jokes like, <laughs> you saw a Gungan, or right. whatever it is. And it's just like, you know, he's making fun of him. Because he's like, let me see under your helmet, yeah. Because Gungans are fucking stupid. Worthless. Worthless. They um, ruin the galaxy. So, okay, my I have a couple questions sure. as far as this goes. Sure, Rise of Skywalker? Uh, well, as far as, like, the Stormtroopers. Oh, fun. So, in the Clone Wars, we yes. know that they're all clones. Yes. Right? And that's basically the Empire is all clones, right? No. No, so they already have stormtroopers at this point. Uh, primarily. How did they recruit people? Uh, through uh, the Imperial Academy, which is interesting because if you rewatch uh, episode four, okay, Luke talks about how he wants to join the Academy. Oh, really? And I, I assume... That he's implying the Imperial Academy. I'm gonna have some probably super nerd that's gonna probably 
discredit that. <laughs> but I think it's the Imperial Academy that he's talking about. And uh, yeah, they, they basically bring on uh, teenagers and young adults and teach them about the Empire and, of course, train them in the ways. And they are the Stormtroopers. I wonder if they get paid well. I doubt it. So that's the thing is like when it goes from the Clone Wars to yep. New Hope. Yep. Right? At that time, it's it's not the clones anymore. They are they're all individual stormtroopers and so the clones are used for a time. Okay. Uh, and they they are still there. Some of them probably are there. There actually is an episode of Rebels that I haven't quite watched yet where they do discuss uh, some of the clones and how they remove the chips from their heads and they become good guys, right? And so they don't they didn't get the Order sixty six. Oh. They didn't kill the Jedi. Um, but I do know that the the clone. The cloning process was decommissioned once the Empire came to fruition. And uh, the clones in general, they do have a lifespan. They do die out after a while. And oh, course, they don't have full lives? No. Uh, so they don't live forever. And so eventually they had to uh, you know, basically have the draft and pull people from planets. And it's interesting because in... Uh, uh, the new movies, they they steal children instead. The uh, First Order will take over planets, and they, oh, they will right. take over the planets, and then they will basically take all the children from those planets and turn them into cadets for their new First Order. What's Finn's number? FN2187. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, okay, that makes sense to me now. That, yep. that, that actually answers a lot of things. Because I always wondered, I was like, where the fuck did they get all this manpower from? Uh-huh. like... Where did the clones go? But then they do mention that the clones have an aging process that's faster than, um, yes, yeah, than regular people. They have people. to speed it up to get them to the right age to 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 fight. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of clones and stormtroopers, uh, Janna from the new movie. Okay. The you know what I'm talking about, right? Janna. Janna's the one that's on the horse. She's on that planet where the Death Star is destroyed. She's a stormtrooper. Oh trooper. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, the no, trooper, no. The, yep. the group that basically. Yep. Uh, uh, she's like basically Finn's counterpart. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so at the end of the movie, you see her talking to Lando, right? Yep. And she's like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "I'm from the I think he says like the the gold system or something like that. I can't remember." And she asks, "He asks, and he's like, same. where are you from?'" And she's like, "I don't know." And he goes, "Let's find out." So in the book, it brings up the fact that she was stolen from her family at like age two or something like that. Oh, wow. Lando has a kid. Oh, and it no actually way. lines up as far as timeline. So it's very, very much insinuated that uh, Janna is the child of Lando Calrissian. I felt like their um, exchange and like he smiles at her oh, like, yeah. kind of weird and she smiles back oh, like yeah. kind of like I get it type of deal. I felt like that that was a thing, but you know, they didn't really expand on it a little yep. bit. But yeah, I did have that inkling. So it's it's not confirmed, but it's very very suggested. That is cool. Yep. Did not know that. Yep. Uh I think you good? I think I'm good. <laughs> all right. So for all you listeners, if you ever watched the movie and you listen to this entire podcast, what are you doing with your life? Right. <laughs> uh you, you we just spoiled the whole movie for you basically. It's true. It's an excellent movie. I loved it. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies hands down. Um, I'm looking forward to see what they do next. Honestly, I don't think they can really go forward in the timeline. I think they have to go backwards a little bit, meaning that I want to see some uh, older public, like yes. pre 
pre uh he's canon stuff he's canon yes darth revan by the way is canon official he is a sith lord and that is confirmed uh explain to me all right last question what explain to me why he's a big deal oh so because i don't know revan uh he is a very very big fan favorite and he is uh, in the Knights of the Old Republic games, made by Bioware, so the guys who made Dragon Age and, um, what's the other one, Mass Effect, of course. Yep. So, he's a big deal because in the game, you play as him, and you don't realize it. You play as a Jedi that lost their memory, and you're trying to recover your, um... Your memory and stuff, and your force powers and stuff like that. Oh. And then you discover at the end of the game that you were actually a Sith Lord the entire time. Oh wow! Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, and he is a really cool uh character, and he actually has a actually you know what he has a purple saber as well. Really? Purple. Yep. So Sam Jackson isn't alone. Oh wow, Sam Jackson, James. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for for them to confirm that Revan is a real thing, can also insinuates that the Mandalorian battles with the Jedi is also real and that Knights of the Old Republic as far as stories concerned is in some way real as well. And that would be It'd be huge. Fantastic It'd live be huge. action. Okay. The rumor was for a while that the um Game of Thrones showrunners were going to be making a trilogy based off of that property. Wow. And then they backed out. Too much for them. Too much for them. <laughs> well, I mean, Game of Thrones season eight sucked. <laughs> right, it, it straight up just sucked. So, uh, the rumor is that 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 property is still active and it will be going on, but somebody else is making it. Who would you like to see make it? Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, there's also rumors of Ryan Johnson making a trilogy too. I heard that. Maybe he's making that instead. I don't know. I just want it to be good. I just really want it to be good. Would you rather see a series or a trilogy of movies? I think. You know, I think that they should really focus on those as movies. I like where Disney is going as far as taking TV shows and focusing on one character. Yeah. Like, you got The Mandalorian, which focuses on, what's his name? Is his name Din? He said his name this uh, this last episode, but I don't remember what it was. Din Djarin or something like Sounds that. Sounds about right. Um, so, it focuses on one character, obviously, with an ensemble cast. But then they've got the Obi-Wan series coming out, which is going to focus primarily on Obi-Wan Kenobi Fuck after yeah. episode three. General Kenobi. Um, there's rumors, actually, that uh, along with that, there's going to be a Darth Maul TV series that focuses on him. I heard. After the uh, Han Solo movie and in between those events. So I like the fact that they're taking TV shows and, and putting the time to really develop one character fully. Right. I, if they're going to do big timeline events, they need to be movies. You want it to consolidate it? Because usually just, that's what movies kind of do, consolidate everything. Yeah, I, I just think that it, it's gonna if they're going to do major events in time, it needs to be on a grander scale. Okay. And movies can do that better. Bigger Where, budgets. Yeah. And TV shows are going to be a lot more just personal and intimate, and you get a lot more backstory and just more time to, to learn about the characters. That's going to be the best fit, I think, going forward. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I honestly... I don't know. The thing is, is I don't know much about the Old Republic, and I know the game, the Knights of the Old Republic. I always hear about it. Oh, you should play it. Always hear about it. It's PC, right? Uh, PC, and it's actually backwards compatible now on Xbox One. Oh, really? You, you can buy know? both games for about 20 bucks total. Really? Yep. Oh, I did not know that. You should get them. They're clunky now. I mean, they're, they're obviously dated. Right. But they are very good. Um, So, 
I don't know the lore or anything like that, but I, I have heard the name Darth. What's his name? Revan. Revan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was Raven or something like that, but yeah, okay, Revan. And I've, I've seen his character, and I'm like, wow, he looks pretty dope. So just by not knowing anything, yep. I, I agree. I would like a new trilogy. I would like to see a new trilogy, and if it's going to go out the past, you know, like before Skywalker, I'd love to see that too because you get Jedis back, right? You get oh, the yeah. whole host of Jedis. So well, this is Jedi in their heyday. Yeah, I would love like to see, real heyday. I would love to see that because I feel like even though we got the Clone Wars where Jedis were out there and all that shit, and we got to see them in the – you know, in that uh, mausoleum or the, the, the arena. Oh, the arena. Yeah. Yeah. And they were getting, wha- you know, waxed. Uh, I want to see Jedis in groups of three, four, you know, something like that. It, like, I think thousands. Okay. Not like During this old Republic era, there were literally, like, like, this is an entire army of Jedi compared to an entire army of Sith and Mandalorians and stuff. And the crazy thing is, too, though, isn't it always just two Sith? I mean, at that point, it was. Or at that point, after the Sith and Jedi Wars. I'm talking about Old Republic. How many Sith did you have then? Uh, Are we talking hundreds? Are we talking more than... I can't remember. It's been a while since I played that game. That's the thing. Um, is that, like... There's more than two. Okay. More than two. That would be dope. Because then we could see, like... It, th- that's the thing. It's like, we're always so focused on, there's two Sith. So once the one apprentice goes out... We're like, uh, I mean, right. you know, big right. deal. I guess he's I, he's gone. It is a big deal. It's like he's gone. He's no longer there. But if you have a group of f- ten and you lose three, you're still like, all right, well, cool. We got oh yeah, seven, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that I'd like to see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. I'm going to a Star Wars convention this coming year. And uh, it's weird for them to host a convention after they've confirmed there won't be any, any new movies for a while. I'm hoping they have some major announcement there. I'm sure people are uh, going to be asking a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, man. So I think that's it. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening so much. It's been a great time. I don't know how long this, this podcast has been, <laughs> but uh, I, I love talking Star Wars. It's good to finally unleash my right. knowledge and discuss Star Wars with a, with a fellow nerd. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And uh if you guys have any Star Wars questions or suggestions, or if you want to correct me on my inadequacies and poor lineage of just, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> uh, please leave a comment, leave some feedback. We appreciate your, your comments and feedback, and we will see you again next week with a whole new episode. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Take care, you guys. See ya.